Hey, beautiful people. Happy Monday. And thank you for listening to another episode of Maybe You're Like Me. For today's episode, I wanted to do a rewind. My first ever rewind, but this is one of my most listened to episodes. I really love this episode and it's very fitting for the space where I am right now. And um, I know that a lot of people like this episode. I know that it resonated with a lot of people. So I wanted to share that as today's episode. I hope you'll give it a listen and maybe go back and check out some other episodes in season one to see what you may have missed. Um, Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoy it, please share, review, rate, subscribe, wherever you listen. And I will see you back here next Monday. You're listening to Maybe You're Like Me, the transparent musings of a God girl chasing after her purpose. Maybe You're Like Me is a podcast for dreamers and doers who take life's lessons and level up to look more like Christ. We'll connect through super relatable stories, growing pains, and aha moments that most of us share, just not always out loud. I'm your host, Alicia Watson, creative entrepreneur, playwright, author, wife, mother, daughter of the king, and so much more. And I can't help but to think that maybe you're like me. Hey, beautiful people. I'm so glad you're joining me for another episode, a bonus episode of Maybe You're Like Me. This is the fourth and final bonus episode in the last episode of season one. Woo woo. I made it through. I'm so tired, but I made it through. Y'all, we have come a long way. I started this podcast out of obedience. I had no desire to do it really because I like to lay low and play the background and a solo podcast is basically the opposite of that. But all in all, I'm so glad that I started it and completed a whole season. So I want to leave you with this episode. It's kind of a story time type of episode. It's about discipline and authority and the power God gives us to do what he's caused to do. So Maybe you're like me, and sometimes you have to boss up. When I was in second grade, I had a teacher named Mrs. Smith, and she was one of my favorites. Mrs. Smith was a short, beautiful, older black lady, and she was no nonsense. There was very little chaos in her classroom, and when people got out of line, they got their knuckles slapped with a wooden ruler because back then, teachers could hit us, (laughs) and they did. Um, I'm not saying it was right. I'm just saying that we knew who was in charge and we knew what would happen if we forgot it. So anyway, she never had to worry about me though, because I was an overachieving, responsible teacher's pet type. In fact, when it was time for her to focus on individual students or when we were supposed to be doing group work, she would often leave me in charge of the other kids. And oh, would I change. She would place this clipboard in my hand, trumpets would blast, and in my mind, I would transform into the vice teacher, the assistant teacher. The clipboard had everybody's name on it and some little boxes next to those names. And if I put a check mark in that box next to your name, oh, it was gonna be smoke in the city. Miss Smith and her wooden ruler were going to handle you. I remember on one such occasion, a cool popular girl, I'll call her C, C was talking when she wasn't supposed to be talking. I gave her a warning. She ignored me. Mm -mm. I warned her again, a little more loudly. She turned her face towards Mrs. Smith, but her eyes rolled back in my direction. And through clenched teeth, she warned me back, saying, you better be quiet. (gasps) Pearls were clutched. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, the unmitigated gall. Ma'am, 
Do you see this clipboard? I tells the people when to be quiet around here. I click the top of my pen. C told me that I had better not put a check mark next to her name. I did head tilt. By the power vested in me, she lost recess, which is basically the ultimate punishment for a second grader. I, on the other hand, went about the rest of my day, worry-free, basically forgetting about the whole thing. We had lunch, played seven up, did some subtraction, you know, all the usual second grade stuff. And then the bell rang for us to go home. We lined up, single file at the door, as usual, and C lined up directly behind me. In a sweet, sincere voice, she said, I forgive you for today. Let's be friends. Oh, that was music to my little nerd ears. I enthusiastically said, okay. And we giggled and chatted as we filed out of the classroom. When we got to the freedom of the hallway, headed towards the exit doors, C got next to me along my side and threw her arm around my shoulder. And we smiled and laughed some more right on out of the door. And that's when she used that same arm that was over my shoulder to swing me into the corner and give me some body work. Some skibbity paps, if you will. Between jabs and hooks, I screamed out, what are you doing? To which she replied, I'm just playing with you, friend. Now, I was naive, but I wasn't stupid. We were fighting. Well, I was getting beat up. She was fighting. But my feelings were so hurt, I couldn't even get mad enough to fight back. I thought we were friends. She said we were friends. What is this? Anyway, eventually the fight was broken up, somehow, by somebody whom I don't remember. I walked home by myself, crying the whole way. And of course, when I got home, I had to tell my parents what happened. So they called the school, there was a meeting, C got in even more trouble and hated me from then until we moved away and I went to a new school about a year or two later. I thought about that incident a few days ago when I was studying about discipline. I think God was revealing to me through this memory that he gives us authority to control the sinful nature within and also to control our reactions to external influences. Discipline is so beneficial, but often it's very hard to implement, mainly because, let's be honest, we prefer to seek comfort and convenience. Sin provides that, or so it seems. It makes you feel good at first, but will take you out later. It's a bully that will hurt you physically, spiritually, and emotionally, and will leave you confused, questioning if you ever had the power to control it in the first place. And you did, but it was just under the authority of God, authority that is strongest when we're in his presence. This memory has so many parallels to that. When I was in the presence of Mrs. Smith, I had the confidence and the authority over my bully. My whole attitude changed. I went from a nerd to a boss. However, in the moment I left her presence, the bully was able to rise up, catch me off guard, and give me some gut punches. Could it be that when you're close to God, reading, staying accountable, praying, studying, worshiping, praising, that you have authority over your sin? But when you move further away, it mollywops you with drama, with hurt, with insecurity, with guilt and shame, with anger, fear, loneliness, hopelessness. But listen to Luke 10, 19. Look, 
I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. And you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. We should stand in the confidence of the authority that God has given us. But we should keep that authority by staying in his presence. Staying in God's presence was like staying in the safety of that classroom. In Mrs. Smith's classroom, there were rules, structure, wisdom, and protection. As long as we stay within the presence of the Father, we will have rules and structure and wisdom and protection. We will have authority and power over the things that bully us. Those things could be internal, like negative self-talk, fears, doubts, sinful desires, or they can be external like that supervisor that has it out for you, the driver with the road rage, people who throw dirt on your name, wayward children, a negative diagnosis, family drama, financial problems, whatever. All of these things are designed to distract us, to lure us away from his safety, to catch us off guard and to take us out. In Mrs. Smith's classroom, there was protection, but there was also power. I was given authority and she was there to back me up if something popped off. And the way that she showed everyone else I had that power was to place that clipboard in my hands. God has placed the Holy Spirit within us. The Holy Spirit is like our clipboard and the evidence of God's power and authority given to us. And through the Holy Spirit, we can stand up to not only flesh and blood, but things in the spiritual realm, like doubts, negativity, demons, strongholds. Ephesians 6, 12 says, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. I understand that God is everywhere, of course. So when I say in his presence, I mean actively seeking out his rules, righteousness, will, and purpose. When you step outside of that, even when you think you're good or you're safe, you're liable to get backed into a corner and beat up. C was deceptive, just like sin is deceptive. She asked me if we could be friends. She apologized for how she treated me before. She made me feel like things would be all right, like things would be different. And within five minutes, she was throwing blows to my rib cage. I let my guard down. I thought I could handle being a friend of my enemy, but she wasn't a friend. And many times in my life, I thought I could handle being friends with sin on my own and outside the presence and authority and power given by God. And I've come to find out the hard way that sin is not my friend either. So friends, if you're like me, it's high time that you take that authority, that clipboard of the Holy Spirit within you and boss up. There are things that are going on in your life going on in the lives of people you love going on all around you there's so much evil in the world that we're being exposed to on a daily basis there's so many frustrating things so many things that you can feel powerless to control powerless to influence powerless to have an impact on but you have a clipboard take some names kick some butt you have authority, you have power. You can click the top of your pen and place a check next to everything that stands up against you because if God is for you, who can be against you? With the wisdom and knowledge that he gives you, how can you be defeated? Take courage, boss up, be bold and courageous in doing what's right. It's a gift that's been given to us and it's within our power to take control where we've been given authority and power. It's not for us to back down and it's not for us to stay down when we get beat up. 
I didn't stop going to school. I still had to face C every day. But it was all good because C won the battle, but she did not win the war. She didn't stop my shine. She didn't stop me from getting the clipboard any other day. She didn't even put a hand on me again because the authority of the people above her came to my rescue. My parents, her parents, the teachers, the principals were all on my side. So even though I took some blows, I came out stronger on the other side because I had the confidence of knowing that where I did not have enough power, I had people in my corner that were far more powerful that can exert their authority and take over where my power and authority ran out. As you walk with God, as you stay in his presence, as you lean into the power and authority that he's given you, even if you come across a situation where you feel like you can't handle it, he is almighty and all powerful and he can handle that for you. Boss up, accept the authority and the position that he's given you. Be confident in that position, knowing that he hasn't left you there alone. Stay in his presence, seeking his face and his guidance and his understanding so that you can effectively execute the mission. Be bold and courageous and never give up. Well, that's all I have for you today. This is our last episode in the bonus episode series. The last episode of this week, I'll be returning in September with season two of Maybe You're Like Me. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone who's tuned in and listened to all of the episodes, all 24 of the episodes, 25, 25 of the episodes that came out this season. I thank you for sharing. I thank you for rating, reviewing, subscribing. I thank you for the DMs. I'm just thankful. I'm, if you haven't noticed, I'm a person who values gratitude. And so I like to express it as well. I know that you have lots of things that you could be doing with your time, but you chose to spend it with me. So thank you. If you have anything else to say and you want to keep the conversation going over the next month, meet me over on Instagram at the Alicia Watson. Chat with me there or send me a DM. Um, if you know someone that's like us, please send this podcast to them so that they can join us in our conversations and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to find podcasts. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your summer and I will catch up with you guys in September. Okay. Bye.